Do you see Wayne Pauly with his Signal and Noise shirt on? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, you got 30 seconds to say whatever you want. And he goes, I like analog, and these guys are my friends. I was like, yo. (laughs) And you said, handsome. And he he is is handsome. He's handsome handsome as fuck. Yeah. Sitting in front of his fireplace. You like using that word, by the way. It's a good word. You're handsome. It's just, let's call it what it is, Chris. I'm, I'm did, secure enough in my masculinity. Does, does Joya call you handsome? You yeah. call yourself handsome all the time. But does she I am handsome. handsome. Yes, she does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with this oh podcast. <laughs> I'm done with it. You are listening to the Signal to Noise podcast on the Pro Sound Web Podcast Network. Signal to Noise is supported by Audix. Check out their new line of Pro Studio headphones and the A131 and A133 large diaphragm studio condenser microphones at audixusa.com. Alan and Heath has asked us to read this. Have you noticed that all good things come in threes? XLR, AES, meat, cheese, and tortillas, Michael Lawrence, Chris Leonard, and Kyle Chernside, and now the Alan and Heath AHM Matrix family, AHM 64, AHM 32, and AHM 16. 96 kilohertz FPGA powered sonic powerhouses for projects of all sizes. Who says matrices have to be boring? Not us. We've never said that. Kyle said it once, but we proved him wrong. Check them out today. Well, what I was going to say, Michael, is I, we, we discredit that we say welcome back every time. What if it's somebody's first time? So... Welcome for the first time for some people. Hopefully, sorry, people. Yeah, yeah, sorry about and that. Then, and sorry then also in advance. Back. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so welcome back. Welcome first time, first time guests, long time listeners, all those. Welcome, first time podcast, all of that. Kyle, MF, and Brian Chernside, number two. Hello. Number two. Yeah. Hello. How's it going? Kyle, the legend himself. Having a great week, man. Kemper's birthday was Monday as well. I think it was Chris's. Uh, Demo Ron's birthday as well. That same day. <laughs> Wait a minute, Mombrian. I said the it Mombrian. right. You said it wrong. Yes, he's got it. Um, and Michael Lawrence, welcome. Yes, the, yes. the handsome Michael. That's right, handsome that's right. SPL you know Lawrence. You just have to give credit where credit is due, Chris. That's all. It's called the SPL. You know what I mean? Police Lawrence. Um, all right. So before we get to our guests, uh, also joining us tonight, uh, one of my new mentees. Very excited to see what the future has in store for this young lady, Sam Boone. Yeah, yeah. Who, oh. by the way. Is going to be Kat's roommate and is also starting at Claire at the same time. So you have two nerdy SE roommates. It's pretty cool. It's okay. You can talk about Kat now. We won't tell her. <laughs> I, I had dinner with Kat last night. It was a lovely time. We spent some time together and uh, she's very excited to to start her work at Claire. So it's really, man, I, I'm, I'm going to have empty nest syndrome and all my mentees are like going off and doing cool shit. It's weird. It's crazy. I love no. to see their smiles on their faces. <laughs> like the smile from Sam and Kat, like in the pictures you sent last night and her are worth a thousand words. You're, you're, you're a good mentor, Michael, Thanks, Michael Thanks, Lawrence, buddy. and you're a handsome mentor. Yeah, as I, well. You know what? Let's call a spade a spade. No, I'm just going to get Our guest this week, uh, finally talked her into coming on the show. Yeah, uh, we yeah, recently yeah. did a show together, and I think we we're going to talk a little bit about that. She is a touring sound system engineer and crew chief for Eighth Day Sound, uh, Kristen K.D. Dean. Kristen, yeah. Thanks yeah. yeah. for having me, guys. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's really cool. So, I want to do, uh, do something new tonight, too. Um, Uh-oh. I, I just noticed that on our Facebook group, 
there is groups that have added us as a group and a lot of them are pretty interesting um f4 audio group on stage productions star sound korea mm. get get into it it gets better okay. uh Castle Hollow Productions, uh, Centingo, Mentron, Kinston Audio Works. There was one from Australia. I just want to say, we're we're worldwide, bro. Like we're like Pitbull, basically. Yeah, yeah. worldwide, worldwide. <laughs> Watch out, Rogan. Watch out, Rogan. I'm telling you, this tour bus is going to have to have wings and maybe a boat motor. <laughs> All right, so let's let's kick it off. Katie, what's the coolest thing you got with an arm's reach? Uh oh. I hit her with it cool? first. So she didn't have time. You yeah, just you got with it. What yeah. a what my a cold hope. my cold brew. Okay, yeah. We'll go for it. <laughs> I got I got sort of a very complimentary thing to your cold brew. I have a bowl of nachos, and it's totally complimentary. Gross. I just put, yeah, really? that's a complimentary. Like it's cold. That, that's making my warm. stomach hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nachos, nachos, it's and cold just brew. Nachos and like cheese, and I just heated it up and put salsa. It's totally disgusting. So yeah. Uh, sounds like bus nachos. Yeah, it is. I think nachos and cheese. I think cold brew coffee. Like they would charge you eleven dollars for this at at an event. That's what I have right here. We Uh, had the ASMR version earlier too. Sorry about that. Thankfully, we were not Um, recording then. (laughs) Chris Leonard, coolest thing you got with arms reach? So um, I got a cool gift in the mail. It's been that season, I guess. Um, So Martin Audio sent me their coffee table book. Oh, Um, Oh, nice. uh, uh, It it gets cooler. So it's their their 50th. Well, last year was their 50th anniversary. Um, Two of my gigs are in this 50th anniversary book. Um, What? So, yeah, uh, we're a Martin house. So we bought CDD boxes uh, a couple years ago and the WPM after that. Um, And so, and, you know, I happen to post a lot of things on social media and whatnot. Um, and, uh, so yeah, two of my gigs are in their 50th anniversary book that people are going to look at for a while. So I thought that was kind of cool. I don't have a coffee table, but if I did, I would put that book on it. Chris. I don't either. I, I, Katie probably has one. Maybe since she's got cold brew. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> there's one out there. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, there's no books on it though. <laughs> I'll send you one. Uh, right. go with the bang energy drink. Yeah, we're in the Man. band of cold food and beverage night. Yeah, what, yeah. what flavor? What flavor? Um, unicorn <laughs> rainbow, rainbow unicorn, that, whatever that is. Ooh, that that, that's looks like my beer. My beer is actually um, juicy Peb Bulls B U L L S because the um, brewery is named um, Bolero Snort Brewery. Um, wow. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Uh, now that we went, Chris, sorry. Chris but, might own a Subaru yeah, Outback. <laughs> Let's get this episode on the rails here. I don't think we ever. I can't say we got off the rails because we were never on them to begin with. But uh, all right, so Katie, you've been you've been working. I didn't even have to do it. I didn't even have to do it. it. Almost twenty years, right? At this point, Um, how did you find your way into this? Well, I took a very roundabout path. Um, I went to college and got a degree in mechanical engineering, and then I went and worked in the auto industry for about eight years and I hated it. <laughs> and I was like, we're not doing this. And so when I was reflecting and thinking about things that I like, um, I'm highly technical, but I also um, love music. So I was like, I'm going to try this. Mm. Um, so I, I did some volunteer work at my church, you know, to get familiar. And then I went to full sale um, and I didn't have to pay for it, which was a blessing. <laughs> and, uh, and then I got hired on an eighth day when I finished. Well, I actually went and uh, was a technical d- director at a church for a few years. And then I got hired on the eighth day. 
So were you mm -hmm. always drawn to the system engineering aspect of it or did you kind of discover that? Like, is that always like, you're like, that's, that's the part of this that I really like. What, what drew you to that work? Um, I kind of discovered it after I got to eighth day. I knew I wanted to like travel and, you know, do live sound. Eat catering but... out of chafing dishes. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait for chicken breast and What's broccoli. tonight's special? <laughs> no, but, sauce. um, <laughs> chicken and brown sauce. <laughs> it's it's so a real bad. Instagram channel. It's a real thing. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, so I uh, I didn't know about system engineering per se when I first started. Um, I got exposed to it, you know, more time on the road. And, you know, even in school, we we learned about it. But I don't know that they necessarily said system engineer. Mm -hmm. So. And then you but, were like, this is cool. Well, yeah, I mean, I started, you know, flying PA just like everybody else, patching the stage and work my way up. So. You know, I took the time to learn how everything went together before mm. it was like, hey, maybe I could do this. I think we've had a plethora of guests now that have went to some kind of engineering school. Yep. And um, Chris and Michael and I have been talking about this last night because something came up and um, I think we should address it. I think... Uh, Bob Cowan from Metallica, mixes monitors from Metallica. He's done a bunch of other gigs, graduated from Full Sail. Um, who else did I say? Uh, Dave Coyle, my system tech for Fallout Boy, worked for Shoko and Claire, and he was my SE for Fallout Boy for a long time and did monitors. Um, Alexander Perryman. Alexander yeah. Perryman Brandon. with fucking NASA. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Chumps. Like, has, an, has an Emmy. Has yeah, has an yeah. Emmy. Yeah. Uh, we have a great list of folks now that are industry professionals. Like, And um, I think it gets discredited a lot. And I'd love to hear your opinion on that because well, you. I'm gonna go one step further. My director of audio that I just hired to work under me and my Brandon. company, full Brandon Conley, yeah. full sale graduate. The other audio engineer, um, Alan Gerhardt, I just hired, full sale graduate. Um, so yeah, the, the list goes on. What, what do you have? I mean, what is like your response to people that go, "Oh man, full sale, ha ha ha"? Like, did you get that a lot, or was that a thing that kind of went by the wayside after they saw your work ethic and how you went about your business? Um, definitely the latter. It didn't really matter um, that I went there, but for me, I went to full sale when I was thirty years old, so. I had a purpose in going to full sale. I wasn't there as an 18 year old kid trying to figure out which way I wanted to make my life go. Like I knew what I wanted to do when I went there. I made sure I learned the things I needed to learn so that I could get a job. And then I went for it. That's awesome. That's and amazing. Did you see is. a difference between the younger students oh, yeah. and, and yourself? Yeah. I mean, I had a couple of kids in my class that were, older also not as, I, I probably was the most senior <laughs> in my class but i've heard um, that story before somewhere <laughs> <laughs> but yeah some of the younger kids they you know they wouldn't show up for class it, you know the same things that maybe i experienced when i went to undergrad um seeing some of the other kids that don't know what they what they what they want their major to be and you know they're just there because their parents said you had to go to college things like that so true um, i mean you you go to college, you're 18, 19, 20, you, you do stupid stuff. Like, Keg even you, go to a, you go to a technical school, you're still going <laughs> to be doing do stupid stuff. Yeah, it's just like, you know. I, I, thought about a, I thought about a great analogy today. 
And because I don't want to stay too far on this topic, but yes, this, this was a hot button recently and, and we're not going to stand for it. Right. I mean, uh, we behind closed doors, you know, Michael, Kyle and I, we, we, we've been saying, look, we want to try to help change the face of our industry. Right. And so we're not going to stand we're not going to stand for people who are blocking that. Right. right. Um, but the analogy that people always like they, they put this blame on people and or force full sale. Or any audio score. Yeah, let's not single out. Let's right. not single know, out full but, but, Conservative. But, but let's just use the analogy, right? Yeah. Because it, it's the easiest scapegoat that everyone talks about. And, and they're like, oh, they're pumping all these people. And then they don't know what they're doing. Like, all right, how many business schools? Drexel is in my backyard. How many business schools are pumping out thousands and thousands of business students who don't do a damn thing with their degree? You know, law schools, you name it. It's just hyper-focused because we're a niche industry. Well, not only that, no matter what you do, when you leave college, you have to own it and make it for yourself. Yeah. Whether the school's job is to sell the school, just like Drexel and Temple and every other university is their job to sell the product that they're Man, trying this to is, put through. This is a heavy episode tonight. I, mean, I don't this care. Is crazy. I, no, I know, buddy. I'm frustrated. It's, 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 I, I need to be addressed. We're, we're here for it. And I think it's a good conversation. And also, for anyone that's interested in this topic, listen back to our episode with Eric Ferguson, who yes. teaches at Huston University, and, and, and Hannah who is a great representation of her school now and the stuff that she's done since she graduated. And, and a lot of the stuff that he said applies. I mean, whether I don't care what your background is or how you got to where you are. You show up, you do your gig, you be enthusiastic, you be cool to be around. People are going to like you. You're going to work. If you don't take it seriously, you're, you're not going to do well. You're going home. And, and I don't judge, care. Judge people, judge, people by their, judge people by their work ethic and yeah. what they accomplish, yeah. not where they came from or who put them there done yeah i mean there are Amen. a lot of Thank paths you. too and if, if there's one thing that's why we always ask you know it's sort of like the the icebreaker question like what is your journey how did you get here but i i actually it's not when you see someone on the street and you say hey how are you and you're just saying how are you because it's a polite thing i want to know like how did you get here it's a very interesting question and i mean Kristen, everybody says i took kind of a roundabout path like it's amazing how many people like the idea that there's like one main path bullshit we all sort of find our way into this however we come to it and if you have education formally you have education informally you took an online class you figured it out at your church like here we are this is what we're doing you know so i i i don't um i don't really get the well i didn't just go to school for this i actually do it so i'm going to look down on people that, like what if someone is passionate about it and they're finding an avenue to educate themselves and learn more about it be immersed in it like you support that if you if you are passionate about this work and, and you like getting people involved in it then you support that period i mean it's, it's michael's it's, doing what we we were doing before we started recording <laughs> busted yeah, <no. laughs> all right i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a jump off question so we can because that was you chris so you own that yeah um all right so katie i'm curious uh as a system engineer what is the most satisfying thing of the day for you like, <laughs> I love that question. Yeah. Of and, the and, day? Yeah. Like, for instance, right? So, like, I mean, as maybe a mix engineer, right? Like, there's obviously, there's most likely, um, you know, uh, that 45 minutes, hour and a half, whatever the show, that's typically going to be the pinnacle of your day, the most gratifying thing, right? Um, so, at the end of the day, you got done. What was it in that day of doing a show that brought you the most satisfaction and why you wake up the next day to do that again? Um, I think for me, my satisfaction comes when I'm able to hand over a PA and the engineer's like, all right, 
I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> so, I mean, sometimes, yeah. you know, you're climbing mountains to get there. Sometimes you're just rolling down here. Everything's good. But, uh, you know, every day's different. And for me, like when I can go in, design the system, when I get in the room, set it up, get it all time aligned, tuned and sounding how the engineer expects it to sound from day to day. I feel like I've made a, a major accomplishment for that day. <laughs> 2 p.m. done on good days. Right. And when it's early, it's really, really good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the band's not coming in for sound check? Sounds good? <laughs> Going to catering. I could take a nap. What? Yeah. <laughs> There's a whole, you know, I mean, Chris, you love to say live sounds the service industry. You say it all the time. System engineering in particular, it's, it's, it's sort of a service industry within a service industry because you're trying to make the front of house engineer happy. So I, I dig that when you go, here's your system, and you're like, hey, you like it? Hey, you think? You know, I got the receipt. If you, you can take it back, it doesn't fit, right? Like, right. So that whole thing. And, what about me? And they're like, cool. And they just go on to do the next thing. And, like, that's cool. That feels good when you're like, man, I, I nailed it. That's what they wanted, and I gave it to them. That's a cool feeling. I, I agree with you. Um, Kyle, go ahead. I know you were trying to say something. I'm sorry. Yeah, I love it. I, I, okay. I, with the SEs that I did get to take with me, I know it was gratifying to them when I walk out to front of the house and they're like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm, get, I'm splitting. I'm out of here. And then the same way on the other side of it, um, like KD said, it's just, it's the gratifying feeling of them not turning around to you and going, uh, you going to fix that? Or is that Something's just going to be right like today? That? Yeah. Is that going to be today and tomorrow? Or like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, there, there's that satisfaction, but obviously you've mixed shows before. Obviously. Yeah. What is the bigger endorphin rush to you? That's what I was getting at too. Yeah. Like I'm a tech through and through. Yeah. I, I, I know how to mix. I can mix some days. I want to, a lot of days I don't. Um, I like the technical aspect of what I do. Like I'm a big problem solver. And so I get to do that every day. And most times I'm crew chief, so I'm not just solving audio problems. I'm, you know, mom I'm in charge or whatever you want to call me. <laughs> so, yeah. What do you have in your tool belt for the day as a SE? Tool belt? She's yeah, I don't man, wear a tool belt. Yeah, uh, I know, but what do you what do you have in your in your audio she, she's work not box? Work like Michael. She doesn't have the pouch. I don't she wear the know. chest radio uh, either. I was gonna wear it for that game, and I forgot to bring it. So y'all gonna be funny. I got mine on it. tap yeah. anytime. Like if I need to go help my daughter with Roblox, <laughs> I got it on top. Um, I usually have when I walk into venue, I'll have my tripod, my disto, um. Once I get the system up, I have my mic calibrator um, for the smart and, of course, my computer because I've got to, you know, set the system up. Got to have the computer there. Yeah. I, I have noticed that a lot of SEs like to build a rack. You know, some people like the buyer pieces. Some, like, um, will bring LM44s or, or whatever they need in their rack. And I think they take a lot of pride in what they have in their rack. So working at 8th Day, I'm sure that's one of the things you do is, like, you go in, you go in, and that's the KD rack right there. That's, that's <laughs> the one, the secret sauce, you know. Yeah, fortunately, we do get that in every rack. I'll get my smart, my uh, LM44, um, you know, with whatever computer I need attached to it. In addition to my computer, so we have like a show computer that, you know, I'll um, run the system from, not my personal. And yeah, 
make it happen. <laughs> so I, I want to talk about our gig a little bit. Cause all I right. had fun. So first of all, I showed up and it was like, I don't know what mid sixties around LA it's 9am or whatever. And y'all are like, it's cold today. And I'm like, yo, I like dug my car out this morning. Like, what are you talking about? It's cold. Like my car's buried in snow back home right now. And then like, I don't know, 6 p.m., 7 p.m. I was fucking freezing. Yo, it was, it was. Crazy. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I said 12 hours ago. It's cold. You were right. I was so, like, trust me, I'm from Ohio. Yeah. I know when it gets cold, man. <laughs> yeah, and all the layers came out and you yeah. were like, super bundled up. Like it was wild. But so that was, that was, uh, quite a swing i'm not used to the swing yeah um all right but but all right so interesting dynamic so we've got the so the artist se and then the 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 company se mm -hmm. so we sort of have to kind of work together and and make the you know make the front of house happy um what's your approach to that situation you probably run into it semi-frequently because you're going out with a rig and you've got you know so these touring people that you have to make happy i mean how do you that first interaction to me kind of sets the tone for the day mm -hmm. and you got to find out that this person i have to deal with for the next 12 hours now, are they cool you know like how do you how do you navigate that um i i mean i treat it like i do when i meet anybody you know i'm treating with kindness you mm -hmm. know help them as best i can and go from there um i don't I haven't really had too many people that have been disrespectful or, you know, try to question my abilities. Um, but usually I can get along with people very well. <laughs> you were like, yeah, I got it. It's cool. It's up. It's tuned. It's time. It's ready to go. And I was like, oh, shit, I love it. So like you kind of, you kind of take, yeah, putting it out there first, like that, that tells me like, all right, well, she's, she's spent time on this. She's thought about it. Like she knows where this is. Like, yeah, I mean, if I walked into a gig, that's what I would want, you know? Yeah. I try and give, I'll just call it the, the customer, what I would want if it was me coming in. Um, right. Point of reference, what artists were you walking in with? I I was walking in with Miguel. Ah, yeah, that's right. I remember. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was mixing your, your other show up with with this show. <laughs> yeah, we were we were doing a casino grand opening, and Miguel was a uh, special guest. So I had a lot of other corporate style stuff to do for that mm -hmm. event, and then we had to uh, Miguel for I don't know was he up 40, for like an yeah. hour? Yeah, forty five minutes? minutes. I don't so, remember. <laughs> yeah, so we had forty five minutes that we had to be there, and you we had to deal with it for all of the additional things and talking heads and shaking. Yeah, it was, and, it was, yeah. so <laughs> let, it was just let, cold. <laughs> let's dish the soup on a uh, Michael Lawrence. How was he to work with? <laughs> I'll take my headphones off. Go ahead. He was cool, man. Um, honestly, Michael was the first time I've had to interact with an SE when I go to a wow. gig. Usually it's just me and the engineer. Even when like it's a guest, they usually don't have yeah, their Michael, SE come with them. You, your relationships with front of house engineers yeah. is different. That they bring their SEs out. Almost nobody else is doing this, so I don't think it's very common that yeah you're gonna have double SEs on a show. Yeah, I, I brought but, my I brought my SEs to a not, lot it's of not like. A knock. It's just, no, no, it's 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 not common. No. Yeah, I, I agree with you, but my little world of the gigs that I get called to do that's I'm often interacting with a company SE. So, you know, to me, it's like, that's a regular part of my job. I, I so, brought my SE to a Dave. lot of festival shows. So yeah. when, when I was out touring, I'd bring Dave with me, you know, he'd set up front of house. 
he'd get the PA first, you know, he'd work with the, the company SE, um, you know, if it was an outdoor festival show that was in the middle of our tour, where like three tours combined for one. Oh, it's, it's the thing by the marquee in, in Arizona out by the body of water that is gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I brought my SE on a lot of those things. And well, Kyle, you couldn't, you can't get the white gloves dirty, right? No, you, no. The most, I, the most often that I see SEs is when we're, when I'm doing festivals. Yeah. Cause often it's like a tour stop for them. So they're already out, but two to three like packages. Then- yeah. <laughs> Well, and I also, you know, because Den- we're talking about Denny Miller here, his front of house from Miguel. He's also he's also PM and TM, so he has a lot of other things to do. So he probably mm-hmm. doesn't have an hour to go and and tune the PA the way he wants it. Um, so I think that's a factor too. I mean, yeah, Kyle, I, sure. I, when, you, when you're taking your guy out with you, like you you probably just it's not that you don't trust whoever's there. No. It's just that you have other things to do, right? And you just it- need someone to go and do it the way you want. And and they end up watching out for the the tour package. So usually your SE is the crew chief as well. So like they take care of all four bands that are with our thing, and then the other festival bands have their own stuff as well. You know, like um, it, it's interesting. It's interesting to watch. It was because everyone will scramble for front of house space and who's going to take the spot and where we're going to set up the consoles at. Oh. House people got to move their desks back. Um, my desk is going up at the front of the riser. Oh, we got co-headline now. Someone else has to discuss things. It, it's better to be on the crew chief or SE of the tour to deal with that politic than send out some grumpy old engineer <laughs> who's already, you know, yeah, looking for catering and the, there's no gaff tape on the floor with arrows yet. Like, I don't know where I'm going. No signs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love playing dumb though. I, that's my favorite, that's one of my favorite jobs. I do it at home to this day. And I, and I think also, um, particularly given the nature of the thing that Katie, you and your team had other a lot of other things to worry about besides our forty five minute set, and you know Miguel and gang are in rehearsal at yeah. SIR. So I'm I'm on site the day before, so I am sort of the touch point for the rest of the Miguel tour to be like, Hey, can you just go scope out this and make sure they have this? Like, I I'm just making sure that when the rest of the group shows up, even though a lot of that, like locating, you know, make sure there's enough mic stands and stuff like that's not SE, you know, I'm not, that's not PA tuning, but it's really just, I'm sort of the extra set of eyes and ears that's going to be there. So like the advanced team almost. Right. So, so there's a direct line of communication between what's going on at the side and what, what the act needs in, in the rehearsal. So it's sort of like a utility position. I think is a lot of what I did was just kind of relaying back to, to Denny, like, here's what we're doing. And here's, you know, are you cool with this? And, and just, just kind of keeping the, the lines of communication up without everyone else having to stop what they're doing all the time. You know what I mean? It's kind of where I'm at on it. Katie, have, have you, um, you, you mentioned in the uh, sound girls article, um, that you're starting an organization called Commissioned. Has that has that progressed? Where where does where does that stand? Um, I have a couple of mentees, um, and they have been placed in a couple of. Um, I have one one young lady that lives in Vegas, and she works at Resorts World. And then I have another young lady that just interviewed with Eighth Day that I think we're going to be able to get out this year. Um, so yeah, it's right now it's small and very personal. Um, people ask me, and you know. We discuss, you know, what I can do to help them. But don't you uh, love it? Don't you love it? <laughs> I do. I love it. It's like one of my, 
like I'm passionate about seeing more people that look like me in this industry. And when I was on Sound Girls and some of the other platforms, I had a few people reach out emails, you know, LinkedIn or whatever. I don't check LinkedIn very often, guys. Please don't send me lots and lots of messages. I don't <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I remember how hard it was for me to get started. And even when I was just doing mechanical engineering, like it was, I had to find my own path and I don't think it needs to be that difficult because I think, you know, representation matters. And I think that more people need to see people that look like them doing things that they want to do. Sure. And I think... It did you oh, go, oh, go ahead, Chris? I'm sorry. Well, I said, I, speaking of you now being a mentor, did you have did you have a mentor uh, through through any of this or all of this? Yes, but it wasn't a woman. Um, I had a couple of guys that I can call and ask questions um, that'll help me out with whatever I need. And um, literally, when I started at Eighth Day, one one guy took me right under his wing, introduced me to everybody. You know, kind of gave me the lay of the land and. I talk to him like all the time now and he's like one of the most supportive people in helping me switch into audio as a career. It's awesome. Yeah. And it's been something that, you know, I've had, it's really been super, super rewarding for me the last probably even 18 months, 24 months, like the number of young people and particularly women that are starting to say, Hey, I want to be an SC. I want to show an interest in this. Like there is a wave coming mm -hmm. of this and I'm super excited for it. Sam, you and I have talked a ton about, I, I mean, I'm not going to put you on the spot too much, but you said like, put her on the Hey, spot. I've, you, you just did. I'm going to put go for it. I feel, I feel, I feel ready. Go for it. Okay. You said, you said something along the lines of like, I've always wanted to learn this and people just wouldn't, talk to me about it or they would tell me I'm not ready or like, can you, can you share some of that background and you know what I mean? Kind of what your journey has been like so far trying to dig into this stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always been a little, I think convoluted, right? Like I didn't go to school for audio. I don't have a formal education in this area. Um, so I think that alone, right. Like approaching it, people kind of look at you a little bit hesitantly in that regard sometimes of like, okay, you know, you, you somehow tripped and fell into the door. Like I started at a, like a medium level production house and, you know, like everybody else, uh, I've flown PA a couple of times, right. You do the, you do the pass, you do the stage, you get thrown into the fire and they just see how you, you know, kind of figure it out. And that was great. Uh, and I had a couple people that were really great in terms of like, all right, like this is how you read a patch sheet. Like they teach you the 101 level stuff. Um, but I found for me, it became a little bit more difficult when you're trying to learn the more maybe advanced things or things that, you know, in a company of a couple hundred people, you don't have 200 SEs. You have, you know, 10, 20, 30, however many. And so... For me, I felt like every time I'd ask a question, people were like, oh, yeah, you're not ready or you need more context or you're not there yet. And I think sometimes it was a little bit more of people asking and thinking that uh, maybe I was going to take somebody's spot because you are in a smaller thing. And so, you know, you're not really getting questions answered. And, you know, there's great books, you know, somebody told me, hey, go read Bob's book, right? So working through that, and Michael's been awesome in terms of working with that through me. And there's that awesome book club that we're all in, um, which has just exploded. So that's been great. But I think for me, the biggest thing is just how do you start learning the sheer amount of information, right, that goes into this that's so nuanced, 
Um, and even like what little I feel like I know about it, it's just crazy level audio stuff. Uh, and then how do you learn from people that know it well? Because I feel like it's something that's easy to learn incorrectly or maybe just not optimally. Um, so that's kind of where I've been in what and a, out. What of, a diplomatic statement that was. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to Love be it. nice, guys. No, it's no, you have to be nice on this show. <laughs> No, Katie, and Katie can speak to this as well. Like, it's it's interesting with system engineering in particular. Even people who are like really well-rounded audio engineers, a lot of them look upon this like with suspicion, or they it's like some sort of arcane magic or something, right? So, so they will on one hand be like, oh, "I don't understand what y'all do," but then they're going to try to like teach it to people. You just said you didn't understand it, so there is a lot of bad information or outdated information, and I don't think it's malicious, but I think it's just. We like to say, oh, well, so-and-so told me this, and we like to say that thing, and I don't even know if that thing's actually true. I'm just going to say it. And so you, you, there's a little bit of unteaching that has to happen before you can start to do, well, this is what it is. And I mean, Un- like, Unlearning. Yeah, unlearning. Like, half, half the Which stuff is a great album, me, by the way. Is, <laughs> like, it's called be like, well, what about, by what about this thing? I'm like, well, that's not actually a thing. Like, that's just somebody worried about this thing. Like, and so, but I think it's getting peeling that back and getting back to the first principles of why we do it, how it works. Um, Katie, has that been, has that been a thing that was tough for you to navigate? Just like, Oh shit. I always thought this. It turns out it's not actually that it's, it's this like when you realize that you've been operating under false premises for a long time. I mean, when I first started out, I learned how to set up, you know, a basic system and take it out on tour. And then the next tour I was like, Oh man, I did not do that right last time. Like, <laughs> it's like I missed a step, or you know, I mean, an engineer was fine. We get everything sounded great, but you know, when you go back and review what you've done, or you do something new, and you're like, oh man, that was so wrong. Like, and then you just you fix it, but yeah. it happens a lot. Um, yeah. But you but just have to be willing also to learn new things and change because everybody doesn't do that. No, and that's man. I'm so glad you said that. Let's put that on a T-shirt, Chris. Like, here's the thing. <laughs> like, I so Keith will Keith Clark, uh, editor, our editor in chief here at Proson Web. Like, he'll send me an email and go, "Hey, I found this old blog post of yours. Can we publish this?" And I, and it's like two years old or three years old. And I'm like, "Oh God, don't publish that!" Like, what was I fucking talking about? Right. So, hey, Kyle, didn't you just listen to your first episode? I how, did. How was and, that? And, <laughs> and I have, I have. Once Michael's Sorry, done, I want to, I want to add that in. Yeah. But we are always looking over our shoulder. What's that? Uh, the, the is it the Greek god Janus with two faces, right? Like you're always looking Trouble. back and going, like, what the fuck is I talking about? But that means you improved. That means you got mm-hmm. better. And it's the people that don't do that and are just convinced for like forty years that they're they're the shit. Those are the people that you don't want on your crew. Like this person does not want to learn new shit. And and it's amazing. Pioneers, you know, Pat Brown, Bob McCarthy. Jamie Anderson, these people, when they, Kyle Turnside, these pioneers, like, (laughs) like, like I have watched, I have watched Bob McCarthy get new information and change his mind. I have watched Ethan Weiner. Hence the reason, hold on, hence the reason is a third edition of the Green Book, right? Right, yeah, man. Exactly. And and that is such an inherent part of what we do. And in, in an engineering process, is we have we take a lot of measurements so we can see what something is and then make a decision. But like, that is just so innate to this. So I would be more worried about the someone who was like, no, nah, everything I do is fucking perfect. Like, yeah, you, you're going to, you're always like, how do I make this better? 
you know, Kyle, I know you wanted to talk about that too. No. And, and I went back and listened to the first episode that I joined as a co-host and was it like seven. No. And it's similar to Katie's story. I hate to put it like that because I'm sure there was a lot of differences, but when I was a kid coming up in this thing, I was a shitty punk rock kid from St. Louis. Like I had a little bit of chops, like I mixed in crappy clubs and people didn't want to tell me anything. People didn't want me to learn how to do any of this stuff. And it was, it was just the case of those people. And it was ignorance that made them not share that information. So me as a kid, Oh, guess what? Now I'm an open book, bro. You told me your secrets. I'm going to tell everybody your secrets because it's, <laughs> I'm not trying to be the one. I want everyone to be the one. Yeah. And, and I had this discussion with Vince Edwards on the phone the other night. And I was like, there was a time and place. And this, is, this goes back to episode seven where I said, there was a time and place when the old engineers and the old faction of that squad of people started to phase out and all these punk rock and hardcore and metal kids started coming into the scene and started taking their jobs away and replacing them. And it started changing because that DIY, that family network, that guitar text, my brother, that dude's my sister, like everyone became part of this family of audio people and lighting and touring and we all became this this cohesive unit like the times have changed you can actually go to school for live sound and be good and be a professional at it and there are people that are still jealous about that they're like oh and 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 it's both stories right below us sam and katie's story is both of those stories oh there's so many full sale jokes why because you're ignorant that's why you're making a full sale joke is because you're ignorant because you don't realize that people can really be something they want to be by going to full sale and then the other side of it you can really be something you can want to be without going to full sale or without going to education it's all in the person and the people that they get to share the information with like like you said somebody took you under their wing there are way more people now in 2022 that will take you under the wing without premise of anything and give you all the information and three of them are sitting right here and i'm pr like like you said we want to be the face of change for this industry like change the face of the industry yeah. <laughs> yeah. i, I want to be the face of change Kyle oh, side oh. on the poster handsome that's what michael he's calls handsome. Me. let's call a spade a spade he's handsome no I, but, but i think it's a brilliant story way, imp and, michael imposed can we get the b3 music going during that last <laughs> he's, preaching, he's preaching i need like the altar call yeah yeah, yeah. No, like mm -hmm. call. don't make me the spirits in me over here no, i i with a few holdouts, this idea of this is my fucking secret knowledge and you can't have it, like, that no. shit's dead, man. Done. And that's the fastest way to lose your gig, by the way. Like, you want to stay relevant. You right. Are you worried about someone taking your gig? Here's how you don't have that happen. You stay relevant and you talk to people and you teach them shit. Like, I, I love to call up my buddy SEs and talk about new shit and what they're doing. And we're not trying to steal each other's gigs. We're, we're all trying to get better. You know? Um, it, it's, it's something that I really value and being able to start paying that back and being able to start teaching it and working with, I mean, I said, it, I'm going to keep saying this, like if I can get used to hearing this shit, like every single one of my mentees last year landed the gig they wanted. 
That's right. Every single one. That's right. Are you fucking kidding me? And some like, of them even landed in spots that never had a female or whatever put in that position. Yeah. So things yeah. are getting amazing. Like we are breaking barriers. Screw it. Like we're all going to be on the same squad. Let's all be on the same squad. It's awesome. I can't believe it. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it, it is. My and, punk and rock even, dreams are coming true finally. <laughs> no, and, and and Kyle, you've been doing this a lot longer than I have, but even in the amount of time that I've been paying attention to this, it's changed dramatically. Amazing. Um, and amazing. so um, and you know, like I we, we just did. Uh, I and Chris did too. We were talking at the uh, the Sound Girls uh, virtual conference, conference thing, um, and like, hey, dude, 50, 60 people, 50, 60 young people, a lot of whom are women who want to learn how to use smart or learn how to do PAs or learn how to read a freelancer contract. Like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's so great. We're so, so happy to, to have it. And it's and, I, and I've said this before, too, and we talked about it on the holiday episode, but it's become a part of my routine that I really enjoy. I love to take a half hour off from fucking spreadsheets or whatever I'm doing and answer questions. And talk about your gig, and here's how it went, and what we can try. I fucking love it, man. It oh, makes my day better. And people that are getting called out are getting called out respectively. And I think that's awesome. We're not using the same tactics coming back at them that they are coming at our people. And I think that's amazing that we can answer their stupid ignorance correctly and, and, right. and, and leave with merit. And that's... That's the best part ever. Chris is, Chris is just trying to wrestle this thing back. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to be conscious. So, Katie, I'm curious. <laughs> your 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 schooling in engineering, mm-hmm. um, real engineering. <laughs> yeah, real. We um, should ask that question too. Don't right. do it. So don't do it. Uh, real engineering. Yeah. Uh, really, yeah. So, how did that? pay off or how how is or, or not uh, um into what you're doing now have you been able to apply that math and science and things like that to what you're doing now or how's that worked out i mean i think any engineering traditional engineering teaches you how to think and it teaches you how to solve problems so i definitely use that on a daily basis um it probably would have been smarter for me to be an electrical engineer versus a mechanical go. engineer. Yeah. But at the time I was the girl that loved cars. So, <laughs> so I wanted to be a mechanical engineer. So, so what was your, but what was, oh, let's go back there. What was your past? Just out of curiosity. So you like cars, mechanical engineer, were you trying to design cars? What were you trying to do? Yeah, I was trying to design cars. I did internships at all the big three, the American big three. It has changed since I went to college. <laughs> so yeah. I worked at Ford, GM, and Chrysler. Oh, wow. um, and I worked in design areas. I worked in some manufacturing. Oh. I worked on you know different systems on the vehicles. And I liked it, but I did not like corporate. Mm. So that was when I was like, I, I I'd can't. rather stand in a parking lot in LA and be really <laughs> old. <for a> <laughs> what was what was the biggest life lesson though from being in that world that you have been able to carry with you now to to this, this different industry? Um, I think developing relationships. Hmm. Um, Customer. A lot of people think of the auto industry as a good old boys club, and I definitely experienced that. Um, and then. You know, I started touring over 10 years ago and it wasn't quite as friendly as it's turning out to be now. 
So just learning how to read people and relate to people and also be able to provide a service, um, that was something that definitely translated. That's cool. You, you've excelled at some A-list artists. Which one, which one have you done that you were like, oh, my God? And your family was like, are you kidding me? KD's out with so-and-so. Who was that? Stevie Wonder. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the Signal to Noise podcast. Man, you can't top that. You can't, can't man. That's it. Right Wait, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna Brandon, brag a little bit. Did yeah. Brandon do Stevie? Is what was it? Brandon who did Stevie? We talked to someone. He might have done that uh, toys that. Uh... Or no 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 no. It was um, shit. Two three weeks before that. Um, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Katie. My bad. Uh, I also got to mix monitors for Stevie for five shows. Oh. Wow. <laughs> so hi, Kemper. Kemper's here. Um, that's. Talk about a bucket list experience! Oh my god! Oh, uh, Kyle Hamilton was it? Was, it was Kyle? Oh Hamilton. yeah, it yeah, was right? Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, but with that guy's bio, you're like, "Fuck, of course you did see." You know, to me for some reason because he's a, just, you know these shows become a blur. In terms yeah, of yeah, it's just it, un- yeah, incredible. That's though. awesome. I mean, so that must the, monitor, been, the, the monitor oh. position was that some like with the, someone sick, someone get hurt, or like that. Yeah, his monitor engineer had to leave for a few shows, and he had asked me ahead of time, like, "Hey, I need to do this. Can you?" fill in for me and i'm like if you want yeah yeah, uh what do you need (laughs) me to do you know (laughs) and then it was just gratifying you know when you go and talk to uh mr stevie wonder and ask him if if he needs anything for his mix he's like nah what do you need for me and i was like are you kidding me (laughs) like no that's not how this works (laughs) can you pay my uh college (laughs) (laughs) wow oh yeah did he say any like prolific stuff to you where you're like Dang, dude. Do you mean do you mean profound? Profound. Prolific. Prof- prolific. Oh, prolific. I, I said, said prophylactic. I was like, prophylactic stuff to you. I mean, he was always saying something and people were just like, Wow. You know? Uh, he was he was very friendly, very open with everybody. Like not like some of the other artists that we deal with. I mean, I remember one day in rehearsal he pulled everybody to the okay. piano. He told us all to pull out our phones, and he thanked us for helping him and working on his tour. Legend. Holy cow. Yep. Wow. That's cool. Yep. <laughs> that's, you know what? We've had a lot of Prince We've had a lot of Prince stories on this show, but I think that's – I'm going to go ahead and be on, be on the record. I'm going to say Stevie is cooler than Prince. I'm going to go there. I know. It's, it's close, but that nope. just seems so fucking cool to me. We should find is a, a monitor engineer for Dolly Parton because I heard that she does the same stuff where she'll get up and cook everyone breakfast and oh like, wow, it's it's awesome to hear the cool stuff about artists because you have the TMZs and stuff like that yeah. who are always no, trying to find that one find bad, bad thing. Oh, when when he was seven years old <laughs> or whatever, like you stole here, a peanut. Yeah, he's a terrible human. So hearing the 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 good artist stories were like they uplift. Like this is my crew. Like um, I did a show for Dilated Peoples in um in the Marquee in Arizona when I was living there in Tempe, and they do a song about the sound guy, and it's like how to have a good show, and they count it down. And dude came over and he was like, "Bro, you're coming out on stage with me during this song right here," and he marked it on my set list, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> and uh, one of the lines in the song is to be cool to the sound guy, make friends with the sound guy. And they brought me out on stage and I was like, 
dude, insane. So I'll never forget that. Like, so those good feel good moments that you get from your artists working that close with them are worth their weight in gold. And that that's why I got this girl here is so I can still tell stupid stories that dad used to do that aren't going to be cool until I'm dead and gone. And she'll be able to tell that story to someone else, you know? Well, usually I would ask this question as a hypothetical, but seeing as you're like, you're doing mentoring and stuff, like I'm going to just straight up ask it as a practicality. So when you see younger people, younger women who are trying to get into pro audio touring system engineer, whatever, they're trying to do what you do. How do you, what do you say to those people? You know, how do you start that off? Um, I just talk and try and find out what their story is. I'm really big on finding out people's stories because, you know, you learn a lot about a person from what they've been through. And, you know, just by listening to their story, a lot of times I can tell like, hey, maybe I can help you with X, Y, Z or or not. Or if you need anything, you know, just give me a shoot me an email. Give me a call. And, you know, it doesn't have to be anything right now. Maybe it's something later. Yeah, I think that's something that a lot of the younger people that I talk to are finding difficult navigating this, not the technical ability mm -hmm. as much as sort of, I'm a little bit rudderless. I navigating that, you know, everybody knows everybody in the industry, which conversely means if you don't know anybody in the industry, you don't know anybody in the industry. And so the, like, how do I kind of get into this community? Everyone else seems to know each other that can be really disoriented for people. Um, kind of like, how do I stop observing this and, and become a, a participant in it too? I mean, that, that seems to be like a, and I, I mean, Sam, you can speak to that a little bit, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess like from the outside looking in, right. Like it's, it's always so different, I'm sure in terms of really like where things are going. And so like as someone who's like definitely younger and just starting to kind of come into this and starting to get to learn it. Right. Like I would ask more of, you know, what do you wish you knew? if you were in my position, like you, you know, the industry now, you know how it works, <laughs> right? Like exactly what you asked me. <laughs> it is. I, that's my, so it is the first question I will ask anybody I learn from like, Hey, like, cause it's the fastest way for me to hopefully one, like avoid any like horrific mistakes before I like stick my foot <laughs> in my mouth. Like it's my self-defense question. Um, and it's also just for me, like I've just had some crazy, like really good answers. Um, so I mean, if you want to answer it, go for it. But like, right. If you were 20 walking into the industry today and you said, Hey, you know, I'm starting over. I want to be an SE. What do you wish you knew? No, with, uh, you're at Sam, you're asking KD that, right? Sure. Yeah. 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 Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the hot seat. You get your name on the episode. You got to answer the question. Um, I'm very introverted. So I would say for me to actually talk to people and try mm. to get information or, you know, just um, one thing I've learned over the years is people like to talk about themselves, but they don't want to brag. So if you ask them a question, they'll be happy to answer it for you. And a lot of people are intimidated by you maybe what we do or, you know, sitting at front of house, but I've had people walk up to me and if I wasn't busy, I'll entertain them. Sometimes I just can't talk at all, but you know, and they're just like, you know, how did you get to do this? Or, you know, what advice do you have? And I don't, I don't mind answering questions. Mm. And I think when I started, I knew that this is what I wanted to do even before I went to engineering school, but the path was unclear. So it got delayed. I think that moment where the person says, 
like, hey, you know, can I ask you a question? Like that little touch point there, man, that's such a fulcrum yeah. because there is the hey, fuck off kid. And <laughs> that might, that might just crush it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you could end it right there for somebody. And I was really lucky. And the person I asked that to answered my questions and kept answering them. Yeah. And then kept it. And, and still like to this day, I've been working with this dude for 20 years. You know what I mean? Because he didn't say, hey, fuck off, kid. So that's a really vulnerable moment when someone says like, hey, can I ask you a question about this? And so like, yeah, I, I like, hey, I'm busy. I can't talk to you. Here's my card. Give me a, like that. That is something that I try to be very, I'm going to use the word reverent of because it's not easy for people. Yeah. You know, a lot true. of people are. Or have you know that's that's a vulnerable moment for them to come out and say i mean sam, that sam that's not a problem that you have she was just like she's like how do i get your job is basically what she, yeah, like, like i want to do exactly what you do tell me what i need to know i was like okay cool but there are a lot of people that really struggle with reaching out or like i've had you know i'll throw wes under the bus a little bit you know wes said man it was really difficult for me to reach out to you man but like i really want to ask you some stuff and so like that little speed bump can be a be tough for people. Dude, you know? I, I've, we've had, at least I have, I have multiple people that I've either texted, oh. Facebook, Discord, whatever, who reached out to you know yep. me, either Messenger or whatever, uh, text, and they're like, oh man, I, I can't believe you gave this on to talk to me. Like, dude, I'm another fucking sound guy who will talk sound. I don't care who you are. Like, I'm not, I, you, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, yes, I talk, we talk on a podcast and people have, you know, thousands of people happen to hear us. It doesn't make me any different. It's actually just he, Kyle listening over and over again. By the way. It's not that many no, it is. He doesn't like. I I am you know um, an artist trying to say this too, but like, look, we're not artists. We're not freaking uh, you know. So anyway, yes, there that that barrier to just talk. Like, um, if you, we're in an industry of passion, right? And if and if you're in this industry for the passion of it, you want to talk about your passion, mm-hmm. right? And if you're not in this industry for passion, then that's not the person you want to talk to anyway. Yeah. Hell yeah. I, dude, I got this phone call last year, cold call. I don't know the number. I just pick up and go, hey, this is Michael. And the dude's like, hey. What? No, I'm joking. Man, it's me. I'm hey. He goes, uh, I'm amped up. I guess so. I, the guy goes, hey, I just read an article that you wrote, and I saw that the PA was hanging from a single motor point, and how'd you aim it? Mm. And like, yeah. the, the answer is there's a piece of tie line that, that yeah. it's tied off, so I can't. But like, that dude sat down and read the article and looked at the pictures yeah. and thought, awesome. I wonder how he aimed it. And he fucking called me up. I was like, I fucking love that shit, man. That's awesome. awesome. You know, that's, yep. that's great. Like, yeah, I, I am in full support of that. Um, I, is it time for the questions, Chris? Whatever, dude. I don't care. I, I, I just want to answer the, the 20 year old yeah. me. I talked to Sam oh, yeah. briefly a, a couple once and I hope we get to do it again because it was super fun. <laughs> and 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 I, and I told her I was like, if anyone gives you shit, I'll choke them out. I like I, I know where people are close to Philly that could drive out. So does Chris. Like they they could be ended. But um, I, I think. <laughs> I think, in case anyone's wondering, yeah. everyone on the podcast hosts they all double as bodyguards. In case yeah. anyone was wondering, yeah, it's fine. Um, but I do think. Like KD said, if you're introverted, you kind of got to build a, a resilience to garbage. You yeah. really do. And especially in the touring industry, because 10% of it is your job. 90% is living with these people. And then another aspect of your job, this little weird variable, is the people that you have to deal with that day and not tomorrow. Um, dealing with today... And the people that you have to deal with today, you got to throw that away when you get to the next 
gig tomorrow, except for the people that are on your bus and your crew. They all become your fam, obviously. Um, but don't forget, you might see them in a year. Yeah, and and that's not epi- even ep- back to episode <laughs> seven, and we've talked about it before many times. This is a very small industry, and you will see these people again. So watch your p's and q's. Come at them with love, but you got to have a bit of resilience to the bullshit. There's, like you said, there's still this old faction in there that is a little bit weird, especially like. Uh, I noticed it myself in late night TV. I hate to say it out loud on the podcast, but I noticed it. It was like those people got into a position in broadcast and they're there forever until they're not. And they get, it, it is what it is, but you have to develop a sense of resilience. And I noticed once we started going back to those things and doing them over and over, that broke down and you became on their level at some point. And that's the same thing that happens with these people's at venues that you see for a day and you might see them next year. But yeah. that that resilience that you show that person, you will get respect for them every time you come through because you've proven to them that you are a pro and you have merit now because it wasn't just one time at their venue. It's now repeated times at a venue. Oh, and now it's with the bigger artist. Oh, now it's with another artist. Oh, now you're the crew chief. Oh, I'm still pushing your cases. <laughs> Guess who won? <laughs> like it, it, it's an ongoing struggle. And I don't, I don't think it matters anymore who or what you are. Like that struggle is, is rewarded by your merit and, it's awesome to see people getting to new levels and new heights each time they go back. Like, develop that resilience now. Like, thick skin goes a long way. It really does. Listen up, kids. That's your weekly advice from Uncle Churnside. No, you really, <laughs> you, you, no, dude, you, you really, you kind of bed down like three quarters way through these things, and you start giving out really solid advice, man. That's cool. So I hope people are listening through the nonsense in the first ten minutes so they can hear the yeah, Kyle's man. advice. All right, here we go. Katie, we're all coming down to visit you. You're going to take us out for lunch. Where are we going? Oh, in Ohio. So I live in Florida. Oh, Florida. I've Florida. heard of it. Yeah. It's where all the Midwesterners <laughs> vacation. Yeah. Or come when it's snowing up north. Snowbirds. <laughs> yeah, I'm on my way. I'm coming right now. Uh, I'll be there in two weeks. All right. Um, we're going to Ethos because I'm vegan and their food is good. Ethos. Sounds yeah. Mediterranean. Yeah, it does. Hold on. Let's go one step further. What's your favorite dish there? Um, I hate meatloaf, but the meatloaf there is good. (laughs) Is it a satan or what? What kind of what kind of fake meat is it? Do you know? I don't know. It's delicious. I don't know. It's delicious. (laughs) It is shockingly. If my mom heard me, she'd be like, "She said meatloaf." (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, Katie, if you could define your legacy or how you'd want to be known, how would you define that? Um, I would say that I want to be known for helping other people be able to do the same thing that I did and do it even better than me. Love it. Progression. Yeah, baby. That's awesome. Um, Katie, if people are, I'm sure people are going to listen to this and this is starting to happen more and more. And I'm so glad to hear people say, I heard the so-and-so episode and I'd love to reach out to them. How do I get in touch with them? So how can people track you down? Obviously uh, not your LinkedIn is something we've learned. I mean, it's uh, there and I might, I'll get back to you, but not soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can email me 
And the email is kd at kmissiond.com. There you go. That's awesome. Thank you for joining us. It was cool. Thanks, Thanks for having me, man. This was fun.